It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. All right, it's your week, your sports. John Glass here, hanging out with Christian Brown, my good buddy Jeff Matthews, ready to talk some sports. We got a lot of it to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. There two, was two weeks worth to talk about, weeks, actually. Two weeks of sports. Football's back. Uh, Kirkwood surprising everybody. Uh, there's a lot to get into. I'm super excited about it. Uh, boys, how are you feeling this week, though? I'm feeling pretty good, you know. Always covering sports just gets me pumped. So, what about you, Jeff? Yeah, feeling pretty good. We just had our NFL fantasy draft the uh, last mm-hmm. night, and uh, yeah, I am now officially in football mode, and it feels good. How does it feel to be the the underdog going into it, Jeff? Feels pretty good. Uh, I think I'm, I'm projected to be seventh in the league right now. Um, but I'll be Are honest you? with you. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Um, but with that being said, I'm feeling really good. I have some really good picks out there, and I think I have some trade value. You definitely stole some picks of mine. None, I'll say none, that none right that now. Matters, though. Like, here's the thing. Is like the projections. Like, no. we have one of our coworkers, Kyle, sending us, like, draft percentage rankings and stuff like that. And it's too it's all early. about feeling, first of all. It's fantasy football. You're, you're, you pick the guy. You yeah. trust your gut. Yeah. You let, get hurt. you let your knowledge drive your draft. And all you got to do is make the playoffs. And in this league, we have an eight-team league, so you really just got to beat out four other people. So um, True. Yeah, no, we're going to get into that later on. Um, we got a lot of stuff to touch on, so let's just get right into it. Let's talk some high school uh, football. Break down those records. See where we at, where we are at in the uh, districts. And uh, Christian... Let's get right into it. Yeah, so there's two teams that remain undefeated up to this point in the year after three weeks okay. of the season. CHS, which everybody saw okay. coming. Veteran. You know, yeah, you know, just a huge powerhouse when right. it comes to high school sports in the area. Correct. Then you, we have the new kid on the block with Kirkwood High My sitting at 3-0. and And if I'm not mistaken, I believe they've scored 40-plus points in back-to-back-to-back games sounds like it they had that huge overtime game last week or i guess it, yeah i guess it would have been last week or two weeks ago two weeks ago we're all we're all confused on yeah. the times now but they had that insane overtime game double overtime finding a way to win that one it was insane kirkwood just showing out we've talked about it a lot they are a much younger team a lot of their team consists of uh, freshmen and sophomores that does not matter at all. Coach Watson has done a fantastic job with this program, and I think that we kind of felt like they were going to be a stronger team, but when you're starting a program out like they are, you just don't really know, yeah. and they're coming out swinging. And the thing about it is I saw, you know, I went in and saw them practice very structured, you know, disciplined group. I think that's what kind of set them up for success early in the season, and that's amazing to see, especially, like you said, like, this is a brand new school we're talking yep. about. Well, let's put this like let's put this scenario out there too. It's like you do have a very young team, the new kid on the block. Uh something to prove. Yeah. Or not too. They could be playing very loose because again, they are very young. They're trying to build this program up. So like it's like, hey, what do we gotta lose? Let's play loose. Let's have fun. And you can see that they're putting up points, undefeated, very structured like this. It's the perfect combination, in my opinion. They it, have it literally is. nothing to lose. They they don't at all, and that's the beauty of it. And the, like you, we keep saying, they're a young team. If they're having this much success year one, 
imagine how those players are going to develop and how big of a threat they're going to be at the high school football level in years to come. Because there's no transfer portal in high school. Yeah. No well, unless portal. we get well, another high school. Well, well <laughs> no. I mean, John, Johnny somebody has an address down the road now, so he's coming over to Clark's lot. Yeah. No, I mean, just... Little Friday Night Lights action right there where it's just a mailbox. <laughs> just go grab the kid from across the way to play quarterback for you. But no, um, it is really cool to see the new kid because we have so many high schools here in Clarksville. And that is one of the big gripes is that talent is so spread out. Uh, and that's why a lot of times we have, a, I wouldn't say a hard time, but trouble making it into that state tournament and making a real big impact. Uh, it's because Clarksville is so spread out. It just is what it is. We have like 10 high schools, I believe. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, what is it now also? There's only one team that's not in the same district. There's, right. in the county, there are three teams. So we got Montgomery Central. Right. Then Fort Campbell. Okay. Who's in Kentucky. Right. But they're still in the county. Then also Clarksville Academy. Got you. So, okay, everyone so they're else, all in the county. Yeah. So everyone else is going to consume themselves at some point. Right. Pretty much... But, and Dixon County. Dixon County is involved in the uh, region. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're involved in the six four six A. Yeah, six four A. I mm. believe we'll have to double check that. But so they're involved in the Clarksville district, really. If you, mm-hmm. if I you mean, will, truly, it is Clarksville High School. Everybody of outside of Dixon County. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and I think that's it. Opens the door for so many rivalries, especially now with Kirkwood, and that's what. I mean, you kind of think about which rivalries you're going to see a lot. And Clarksville High School is a huge school in uh, in the area already. Yeah. Eight, Wood, eight consecutive playoff appearances. Just correct. That, yeah, or seven for, right now going for They're going for, for their eighth. Yes. Um, but then Kirkwood High School, now that they're playing well, now you're just kind of like, well, I don't know. Clarksville High School, who is their rival? You could kind of throw up a toss and say it's Rossview. You can kind of throw a toss that I mean, Kirkwood is making their way to that rivalry. But I mean... I think that, along with the addition of middle school football, you're going to see such an insane jump in talent, preparation, coaching development for all of high school football. And learning the systems. I I mean, I'm sure the coaches at the high school level are telling the head coaches for the the middle middle school school team, you know, this is what, how we should and need to develop these guys to get them prepared for the next level. But yeah, it's the the high school coach going like, Hey, this is my scheme. This is the scheme that we use at the high school level that they are going to be funneled into. Why don't you guys go ahead and start working on that? Exactly. So that way when they get to me, we're sitting here looking pretty winning championships. I would love to do a case study of some kind to see like the records, from the past five years before middle school sport was yeah. implemented, then the five years once that first class, those eighth graders come in next year. I can only speak from what I've seen, and since we haven't had middle school football here in Clarksville in a while, yeah. um, I think back to when I was in Mount Juliet. When I went to Mount Juliet Middle School and I went to Mount Juliet High School, Mount Juliet Middle School football, you can get a very close to the same number of fans and interaction with the wow. community at the high school level. Wow. Like, it's almost like you're just changing school venues. Um, and that's been huge. And that is why Mount Juliet has had the success that it's had. Now, granted, playoffs, that's a different story. Yeah. But um, when you start to see that being implemented into school systems, sports-wise, it's incredible. Yeah. And you just love to see that. And I'm super excited to see programs... Let's be like some of the bigger programs, Clarksville High School, Rossview High School, uh, Kirkwood now as well. Those three having major middle school programs, I think is going to change 
all of Clarksville football, Clarksville High School football. Forever. Yeah. Moving into the future. No, most definitely. I agree, Jeff. Yeah, so do you want to take a look at the uh, Region 7-6A teams that we got? Because it like yeah. this is what's really cool, I think, is it's pretty much all Clarksville. Yeah. So yeah. this is... You can break it down, then I'll, I'll go over the rest of the records after you're done, too. Yeah, for sure, because we got Rossview, Dixon County, Kirkwood, Clarksville, West Creek, Northwest, Northeast, and Kenwood. And district records matter. We got four teams currently sitting at the top. We'll let Christian break down those records, but... Rossview, Dixon County, Kirkwood, and Clarksville, uh, all off to a hot district start. Uh, not all necessarily like Rossview's one and two, um, but then Kirkwood's three and zero. Oh. Yep. Both tied for the same thing. For those of y'all who aren't super familiar with how these districts kind of work, uh, district record is king, and uh, it's a battle for Clarksville. Definitely. The king of Clarksville. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just diving right into it. Every team outside of Kirkwood and Clarksville High is battling to get back to five hundred. So we have. The groupings of record of one and two, Clarksville Academy, Fort Campbell High School, which they're not in the district, uh, just to confirm with everybody listening. Then Rossview High School at one and two after they shout out West Creek this past week. Then we have the following teams uh, looking to get their first win of the season in week four. Kenwood High, uh, Montgomery Central, Northeast High, then also Northwest High and West Creek. Uh, I want to point this out because it's nuts to me. Uh, I did a little season preview, if you would. Uh, We can't really call it preview anymore. But Montgomery Central has played three three games. Right, their opponents' records up to this point in the season now nine and zero. They've only played undefeated teams. It's a tough draw. That is that's tough. You know, what's a tough start? Like, is it just just monsters? Uh, it's like fact check. Yeah, fact check that real quick. I believe like uh, Greenbrier. Is in there with them. Isn't there if some I'm Cheatham County teams out there? I believe so as well. I think because I think part of me feels like it's either Harpeth or Sycamore. Sycamore, I believe. If is it's Sycamore, in there. then I think the, I think I don't think I think it's only one Cheatham County so team that's four, in there. So they're four A. They're region five, uh, region five four A. They're currently sitting seventh. It's White House, Greenbrier, Pearl Cone, uh, oh, Marsh- Pearl Cone. Yeah, Marshall County Station Camp. That's a tough one. Uh, White's Creek, Montgomery Central, and then Creekwood. Okay, Creekwood. So, and they play yeah. Creekwood this week. Who's, yeah. Um, so no Cheatham County team. No, Creekwood. Creekwood is zero three as well as Central. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some monsters. I mean, there. you said Pearl Cone. Pearl Cone is a staple of yeah. Yeah, high school football. They're three and zero. Station Camp is up there aligned. Station Camp used to be in Mount Juliet's district, I believe, a few years ago. Um, because they're, I mean, they're forty minutes down the road from Mount Juliet, but Station Camp's always been another powerhouse of high school yeah. football. I mean, there's somebody that you can definitely go up against and. Uh, you know there's going to be some pressure from them. White House, another name, too. They've White House, White House shut out Montgomery Central this back, past week. Back yeah. when I was in high school, there were these two twins. They they played football and baseball up at White House. Just the, just the, best, dominating. Sports, the best sports players probably in the Mid-State. Yeah. Just wow. dominant, dominant players. But, yeah, that's a tough region to get that into. Is. But, you know, the thing, the beauty of it all, there's players standing out from each team, no matter – you know their record, <laughs> mm-hmm. and just a. We want to go ahead and move into Clarksville now. Player of the week. Yeah, let's do it. We've already talked about a little bit. Uh, depending on who you're talking about, we already talked about a little bit of this person's yeah. game. So Kirkwood High linebacker Trevor Newell. Yep, he was the first player selected because mm-hmm. in overtime he acquired the game-winning touchdown, then also the game-winning two-point conversion, 
which was a little tight end uh, screen underneath uh, the offensive line. Yep. So well, let's not let's we can yes, but the touchdown itself was incredible because right before the touchdown, yeah, Kirkwood gets a penalty and knocks him back fifteen yards from I believe it was I think it was ten. It was ten. Yeah, but, but still. still, it was they were pretty much. It was, um, I'm assuming it was like fourth and goal or something like that, because it, it was a fourth down situation. It was. I but they were very close to the goal. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. It's been, they were very close to the Either goal. Either third and ten from their goal line, right. their opponent's goal line, or fourth and ten. Yeah. Backs them up ten yards, and then they have a slant route that he's just able to snag and gets it into the end zone. I mean... That's insane. Um, and Especially for, it, it's Kirkwood. It was their, their first, first win ever. And they did it in that dramatic of fashion. That's how you set the tone for the rest oh, of the season. for sure. That just showed right there. Coach Watson has been coaching these guys about yes. determination, sticking with the game plan, sticking with your gut, making plays when you know you need to. And I mean, I was just when I was on the call, I was not calling that game, but I was live on radio during that. And somebody sent me the text that said, Kirkwood just won it, and I was so astounded. I didn't know what to say on the air. Yes. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Forty-nine to forty-eight was the final. Then, I wish I was at that game. Then it just was, to highlight Trevor a little bit more, too. Eight tackles, one interception. So he did it all for yeah. them. And that's another thing we're seeing. I think. Well, it's okay. So this is interesting conversation. Deion Sanders, uh, coach of Buffalo. Oh, with his good. son Shador Sanders, who has been playing incredible, Lights well played out. incredible against TCU, they have spotlighted the two-way player at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. And what I think people get lost in that conversation with is they forget a lot of these players in high school were playing two-sided bit football. Maybe not at an elite level. Maybe not but at an elite pretty high level. level. Oh, no. But there some, is some, yeah. there are so many players in the high school level, so many teams. That A, play 2A football by choice because they just have that good of players. Or two, they don't have a roster big enough yeah. to play 22 players. That's definitely. Now, the conversation that Deion Sanders and Shador Sanders has started with Buffalo. And I don't, Travis I, Hunter. Don't get me wrong. When you have an elite player like Shador. Are you talking, you mean Travis Hunter? Yeah. Tra- playing two ways? Travis, Tra- Travis Hunter, is play, he plays, he's the uh, cornerback wide receiver. Wasn't Shador playing two ways Sh- as well? He's, no, he's quarterback. Well, Shador did play, I guess, yeah, maybe he, in, when he was younger, but he's Shador's quarterback right now. Travis Hunter is the guy, I think, that we're thinking of. Uh, quarterback, For sure. Then, then they have another Sanders boy on Shiloh. as a cornerback. Shiloh, yeah. yeah Shiloh's He loved the team in tackles last week. Yeah. Well, either way, we were, playing, we we're talking about two-way players, yeah. and yeah. that is the conversation that I think – at the collegiate level, I don't know. I'm not as impressed with it because I think I see it all the time at the high school level. I don't know, man. Well, that, I think it's it's a different conversation when you're talking about elite yeah. players. Yeah, that's hard to kind of come down to. But I think to say that people are acting like it's not a common thing. It's definitely a common thing. It's definitely a common thing. Well, that that's what Dion was talking about in that press conference too. Is he was saying. You know, this he's like, I, I know about this. He was he played baseball, he played football. Played everything. Played everything. You can play both sides of the ball, and so much we're seeing now, especially in high school starting to creep its way in. You're seeing less and less of that two way player or that two sport athlete because you got coaches saying, Hey, you want to make it to the next level, we need you to focus on this. We need and you to injuries. Focus, yeah. That's we a whole other story. Football That's or true. just basketball. If you're if you're playing basketball, we don't want you playing football. But Dion's like 
honestly, it benefits them to this extent yep. because you see how good Travis Hunter was. You know who else said something about this? Yeah. Chipper Jones. Hmm. Who I, I I think I remember, yeah. He did an interview. Uh, I don't remember who it was with, but he did an interview, and he was talking about his own kids, and he was talking about, my kids play all the sports. like, And he was like, that's kind of modeled after what I did. I mean, you play baseball, and then that goes right into football season. So I'm playing football. And then football season goes into basketball. And then basketball overlaps back with baseball. So he was like, I'm playing all year round. And then he got into the importance of students taking a break from sports. And he talked about the summer season. He was like, he was like I get there's a lot of kids playing travel ball, but I was like, he was like, I think if you're going to be playing multiple sports during the summer, it's good enough to get away from like the sport. So yeah. Just from everything. Out. Yeah. And I, that opens a whole door for a huge conversation about how much these kids are doing yeah. and how much effort they're putting into. And at what point do we draw it back a little bit? But the point still stands. I mean, there's a lot of players who are, wanting to play multiple sports at the high school level. And it is weird to see admin or coaches kind of not allow them to. Yeah. Um, Because then you see players like Trevor. Yeah. That stick out on both sides of the ball. Then, you know, we have another player. Just to break that down real quick. In the trenches, week two player of the week. Clarksville Academy, Josiah Nowoski. uh, Ten tackles. Seven tackles, Seven for, tackles a for a loss, 3.5 sacks, two additional quarterback hurries. So did we ever figure out, because we were talking about you, me, and uh, I think it was like uh, Knox, or, we yeah. were all talking about, is that three and a half sacks, is that included in his seven tackles for loss, or is it seven tackles for loss on top of the three and a half sacks? I, I didn't, get, didn't a, get a chance to clarify that, okay. but no matter what. It's still impressive nonetheless, but it's like monstrously yes. impressive if he's got seven tackles for loss and three and a half sacks, plus two quarterback hurries. Yes, and he's a, he's and, offensive lineman and what as else, well. What else did he affect, too? Because like, what might not show up on the stat sheet is him helping out a buddy or him helping yeah. out a teammate or somewhere in that. Or a key block, like yeah, just right? being able to yeah. open up a lane. Those are the kind of the stats that you just don't see. I wish that was a stat. I wish you had I wish there was a way to get that offensive stat. offensive linemen. For sure. Oh, my god. They goodness. deserve the love, man. Dude, if you have, I mean, shoot, you look at the Dallas Cowboys. They stood on the ground of the yeah. offensive linemen. That for is, years. For years. That is where every play starts, whether you're yes. defense or offense. And... Uh, I love that Me this too. guy came out and I had an insane it. performance. Congratulations, yeah, Josiah Nowoski. Both you players. putting up stats like that, and man, you definitely get a round of applause. I, I think in my two years of covering high school sports, this is probably the craziest defensive stat line I've seen. It's a nice one. I mean, I've never seen even. I, I get two to three sacks, almost a four total. I mean, it's it's. Insane to me. Let's be honest, was it 3.5? Was it just maybe at that last second another alignment grabbed him? Yeah, like, that's what I, I'm like, curious about, right? What year is he again? He's a senior. He's a senior. Okay. Yes. Is he Which, gonna, does he get some offers? So I mean, if he keeps putting numbers up like that, I'm say, sure he's going to find one. Yeah. He has a big body. Then Trevor Newell actually got an offer this week. Did really? <laughs> yes. And I, for, I forgot what team it is. But uh, see if you can pull it up real quick. Yeah, so that's Chad, insane. Yeah, Chad Watson posted on their Twitter account or X. Is, you just no, call it X? No, we had, no. We had, it is called X now. But I feel like every time I go to reference it, you have to specify Twitter. Not until I'm legally obliged to say. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is, man, like I think his 
team is getting plenty of offers because they're really sticking out because of what they've do you remember been what accomplishing. You're... Murray State. Oh, Ooh, racers. racers. Yeah. Big so, shout out to Newell getting an offer from across the border. So it's amazing Trainer. to see. I bet Austin P's going <laughs> to see that maybe and try to swoop in possibly. Know, you never know. Man, that backyard talent. Yeah, but there's those are your two Clarksville Now Players of the Week to hey, open up the season. First two. Last shout out for high school football. First two Players of the Week. Congratulations, guys. When you were talking, I want just real quick, too, I want to touch on Kirkwood just one more time looking at their points for and points allowed 119 points scored through three games 79 points scored or uh, scored against and really those those 79 points scored against first two games they've shown against the uh, Vikings of Northwest that their defense is coming to play uh, so if that can improve. And they can start putting up more numbers like they get Central and Sycamore. So hey, points allowed only matters if you're losing. I was right. going to say, right, break right down now. each uh, the points per uh, each contest real quick. Too, so points per contest uh, of that first game, 49-48, yep. they beat Sycamore. Then against Central, it was 43-25 improvement okay. right okay. there. Still putting up those big offensive numbers. 27-6 uh, to six against 27. Northwest. So they okay. got... A, they, uh, well, I don't know if was it a touchdown to miss extra point or a couple field goals. I, I'm not positive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Sounds like a couple of field goals if it was from Northwest. Northwest has a pretty good kicker. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on his name. I apologize. But um, Coach Mitchell has done a great job with Northwest. Pena. Pena, excuse me. It's so hard to keep track of I'm trying 10 high schools. I know. <laughs> Coach Pena has done a great job with Northwest. I think yes. everybody was really shocked, are shocked. That they've gone zero and three yeah. this, so far this season. They're gonna pick it up. I'm I'm sure of it. Uh, oh yeah, they were favored to win against uh, Fort Campbell, which is why I said Mitchell. By yeah. the way, but um, and then they were favored against who they played last week. I'm blanking on it. I'm blanking. Um, Northwest. Yeah. Do you have it right there? Yeah, I can pull it. Because they were I'm pretty sure they were favored against who they played last week as well. Uh, schedule on Max Preps. Max Preps, if you would like to sponsor us, that would be awesome. Max Preps, it's the biggest love and hate relationship with them in the world. Yeah, uh, they had Fort, they had Fort Campbell the first game, and then they had Wilson Central. They got blasted by Wilson. Wilson Central, Central they were not favored in forty-two nothing. Then they played. So, uh, Fort Campbell was the first game. It was who did they play last week? Uh, they played Kirkwood last week. Kirkwood, Kirkwood. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is high school football. That's probably one of the biggest in-depth high school football weeks that we've done. And it's probably just going to get bigger because we have awesome players like Trevor Newell uh, and Josiah Noaski. Um, yeah, really excited to see what this district brings because uh, Clarksville football is going to be battling in it out all year long. It's going to make playoffs a lot interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to break that down already. Moving on to Austin P. Uh, I guess you just want to dive right into it. Everybody take a deep breath. All right, here we go. Time. So, Southern Illinois, the Salukis, hosted Austin P to open up the game, open up uh, football season back on the second. And Austin P struggled. struggled. And I think the biggest thing we were, we're, I think the biggest thing that we've looked at is we were looking at the offensive stat and the defensive stats. And it really, I think, in my opinion, it comes down to Southern Illinois just brought out some really strong defense that I don't think the governors were fully prepared for. So the final score ended up being 49 to 23 in Saluki's favor. Um, yeah, it was just a tough game to watch. I don't know if you guys were able to catch a few minutes of it. 
Yeah, I, I think we were in a group chat and we were texting throughout yep. it a little bit. And it was just one of the big things I noticed, too, is the Cubs were having such a hard time getting to that quarterback at all. It felt like he had just all day to really do what he wanted to do. He did. He was able to get outside of the pocket a lot as well. Scramble uh, around. Scramble just, around. I mean, just like you said, he had time to throw the ball and he had an offensive line that did a fantastic job of giving him that room to move and gonna, basically place himself where he wanted to. And I was going to say, that's the biggest difference right there. Battle of the trenches. Austin P lost. Yeah. No doubt only on both sides of the ball. Their offensive line got dominated. Yep. They couldn't push blocks down the field. They couldn't protect their quarterback. Yeah. You know, and, and that's... And we look at... The thing I'm looking at is the possession time. Yes, and exactly. You know, possession time is one of those weird stats where it doesn't necessarily mean a team won if they held the ball longer, but it does give you an insight as to how a team might have won if they had a lot of the, a lot of possession time. So Southern Illinois held the ball for 37 minutes and 40 seconds. Austin P only had it for 22 minutes and 20 seconds. The Saluki defense came out and put a stop to everything Austin P was trying to do. Mike DeLillo, I don't think he really had a chance to throw the ball as much as he would like to for completions. Uh, he threw 20 for 34, a 59% completion rate. Now looking on to the Saluki side of things, 20 and 20 for 30, throwing 67%. Uh, bringing the yards, talking about the yards. So for total, Austin P 253, Southern Illinois 432. Now, rushing-wise, another issue that Austin P had, couldn't really get the run game going. Uh, 39 rushing yards, 169 for the Salukis. Um, yeah, when you, have, when you have numbers like that and you have a Saluki offense that is able to go down the field and score on almost every drive that they had, it makes things a little bit more difficult. And that possession of time... It just it's insane. It kills you because that defense can't get off the field, so they're just going to tire so much easier. Oh yeah, and that that's rough on them, you know. And going back to your point about rushing yards, when you have thirty nine, you can't if you can't move the ball rushing, and if I mean it's it's one dimensional, and and that that sets you back. What's bad is I believe I could be wrong on this, but Austin P only had I think like fifty total yards by the third quarter. And then finally, we're able to start moving the ball a little bit more later in that game. It was forty-two to three uh, at the end of the third quarter. Governor's, wow, Governor just got that field goal. Yeah, and then... that's what it is. So they scored twenty points in the fourth. Correct. Um, it, it was yeah. tough. I mean, if you if we want to look at some of the highlights and some of the bright sides on it too, Governor's Ward, the more disciplined team, six penalties for sixty yards versus uh, SIU's twelve for one hundred and thirty yards. It's a lot of yardage. Um. Yeah. And if you even compare some of the other, like three for twelve yeah. on down on third downs, Com- that's what that's another stat that sticks out. Completion completion attempts too. It's there. There wasn't as much difference. I mean, completion percentage fifty nine for Austin P, sixty seven for uh, the Salukis. Governors were twenty for thirty four. The Salukis were twenty for thirty. I want to see the stats um, before the third quarter, though, because ne- I bet their defense was kind of laid back, and that's where they got a good chunk of completions. They did score twenty points, so I'm. I'm Guessing that's the reason. Net, net passing yards weren't too crazy either. It was two fourteen to two sixty three. Um, well, the per, rushing was one of the big things. I mean, turnovers are also yes. a pretty big issue. I mean, points off of turnovers. Salukis were able to rack up fourteen. I believe that was off of a fumble as well as an interception. Yeah, and then Austin P got a fumble recovery, but then that only led to a Maddox Trujillo field goal. Now, granted, they got to the red zone, but. 
Did you see the red At zone that point, point difference? Yeah, it wasn't great. Red zone, uh, you want to go over that one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there it is. Go for it. 10 to 28 yeah. in favor of the Southern Illinois. Yeah. So 28 points came from the red zone. So Southern Illinois, on top of coming out with a great defense, came out with an offense that was ready to move the ball in the red zone. Four for five. Yeah, four for five. They dissected Austin P, which is sad to say because I think everybody, including Coach Walden, was prepared for a close battle. I I think I know for a fact we were. Yeah, I know I was looking at both teams trying to see what I thought was going to happen, and it looked evenly matched for the most part. It just kind of looked like we were going to be able to keep it a little bit closer, and then it seemed like the Saluki scored a couple of times, and then Austin P fell into that morale trap where yep. you're trying to claw back at the score, but you, you're just not getting anywhere. Well, and you know the governors they. If you look at the defensive stats, the Salukis had 10 tackles for loss, four sacks, uh, a quarterback hurry. Um, and a lot of those tackles for loss, too. Governors like to use that screen game, so they do like to go kind of on the outside. And mm-hmm. sometimes it just wasn't there. It wasn't working. It was getting jammed up. Um, it was one in, It was one and lost in the trenches, I think, in one of my opinions. Definitely, because when you look at it, too, when you're having that many negative plays, we're talking minus 80 yards combined between – Yardage lost on sacks, then also tackles for a loss. That I mean, you can't if you want to win a football game, you can't have that happen. Right, you have to get positive plays when you can, no matter how you get them. Yeah, it was a tough one to watch for Austin P. And I think, and I think a lot of people walked away with kind of the same thought. I think it was, I think we just got outplayed. Yeah, flat out. I, I think that's just the honest takeaway from it is we walked into the season. I don't want to say that the Austin P. looked unprepared. But I don't think that they were prepared for the Salukis to take it away as much as they did. Yeah, I mean, we knew coming in, and then the minor mistakes, like they start adding up, right? So, one bad pass. Well, that was not just a bad pass. That was, hey, we now have to punt. That's kind of the situation that Austin P started falling into. Yeah. And I mean, we're not 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 trying to gang up on the governors. We no, just, not at all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but at the same time, correct. Yeah, we have to break it down. It was. It was. It was tough because we knew coming into the season two, we had lost a lot of players, mm-hmm. whether it be the transfer portal or whatnot. Uh, it was going to be a little bit different on defense, and then you don't have Draymond Cray on that wide receiver core or two. Um, look, I, I think the governors are going to figure it out. They're going to get into that groove. Scotty Walden is going to coach these boys up, I guarantee you. I woke up on, uh, I don't know if it was Monday or Tuesday morning. It might have been Tuesday morning. Where I live, you can hear the music coming from Austin Peay Stadium. That's awesome. It was like 7.15 in the morning. He was just bumping. This is miles away, too. <laughs> like, is, um, so... Those boys are going to rebound. Yes. They are going to recover, get back to it. It just um, won't be probably this week. So, which we, a great transition, Christian. Uh, we can kind of yeah, we can kind of jump hmm. into uh, this game. We don't have to break down a ton. There are some things. Um, obviously, I mean, if y'all haven't figured it out by now, I'm a Vols fan. What? Who well, knew? Um, yeah, it is going to be. It's going to be t- a tough uphill battle. Yeah, Austin P taking on Tennessee coming up on a Saturday. That one's going to be as you would expect. Yeah. Um, They're going to fight no matter what. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're, I'm Co- sure. Coach Wallen's already said that he's going to come yeah. out trying to win a football game. Like, exactly. You don't walk into a stadium not thinking you can win. No, yeah. I think I think the governors are going to compete. I do think there are going to be certain challenges that they're going to have to face. Uh, some of those challenges. And one of the biggest things I want to see for the governors, because I'm a fan of both teams. I want to see everybody do great. Have fun. Stay have healthy. Fun, stay healthy. That is the key. 
That is a, that is a big For one. Me, Everybody that has is one of the big keys to this. Balls game. already came out and said they're not starting their center, correct? Uh Cade Mays, he uh he has an he I think he had a hernia surgery. Uh mm-hmm. he missed the first game, he's missing the second game. Is his name Cade? Cade Mays. Oh, not Cade Mays. Uh Cooper Mays. Cooper, Cooper uh, Mays. Cooper Mays. Okay. Cade Mays' brother. Cade Mays uh NFL right now. Yep. Um yeah, the governor's uh, Cooper Mays is not going to start. He is on their offensive line. I think they're going to try to get him a little bit more rest before they bring him back in. The uh, Vols are also going to be without uh, one of their starting linebackers. Uh, so Arian Carter, young guy, is going to be in there. Um, get him some experience in this game. But what I'm concerned about uh, for Austin P a little bit is the Vols have this thing uh, called the Cheetah Package. And they have... Some very, very highly touted uh, defensive ends that have started to shine this year. Some of those guys that Josh Heupel uh, recruited that have came in. Uh, you got Aaron Beasley, one of the other linebackers. Uh, you also got um, James Pierce Jr. This is a guy that I want you all to circle uh, and to keep an eye on and to please protect that right side so much because DeLillo does not need him in his uh, vicinity. Yeah. He's four uh, four star recruit, very very good. He had two sacks last year, Tyler, uh, two sacks as well as Tyler Barron did last week. Those are going to be your two edge guys that are going to be coming in. Uh, so big things I want to see: Governor stay healthy, uh, be able to move the ball down the field a little bit um, on this defense. You're Get the rushing some, attack going. They're going to have to figure something You're gonna out. You have some opportunities to throw the ball. I'll tell you. CJ Evans Jr. I don't have his exact stat line in front of me, but um, he. I don't think... Uh, Pull it up real quick. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a tough time. He had a tough time against the Salukis on really finding some opening field. Um, that goes back to the rushing game. Yeah, the whole running back room. But then on top of that, you have the wide receiver room, and I think there's a little bit of unsureness on their own confidence yeah. on what they can do. And that's a huge problem to have, especially going up against an SEC powerhouse. But like... you. Uh, and real quick, we can go over C.J. Evans' stats. Eight, eight carries, 30 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Jackson had seven for 26. Thomas had one carry for two. And then DeLillo, uh, his carries are kind of irrelevant just because he got sacked a couple of times. So it's not... Negative uh, number? Uh, okay, we just, you just yeah. didn't want to say the but, negative number. My, seven for minus 19. Okay. so And that's expected when you yeah. have three and a half sacks. Yeah. And you couldn't get the run game started to begin with. And so you, I wouldn't expect... Uh, Thinking back on it, I don't even think DeLillo tried to run the ball himself. Maybe once. But Probably didn't if have he time. Did, but if he did, it was only a couple yards and then got booted back yeah. a little bit more. But either way, it's going to be a tough time for Austin P going up against Tennessee. But I think it's a, I think it's it's a good experience. Be, it's great experience. And, you know, this is... I think I've heard of these games being called as a... Um, like, almost a showcase game. Yeah. It, you get to showcase Austin P. You get to showcase Scotty Walton as a head coach. You get to showcase the fact that Austin P making their way, trying to, to the FBS. Trying to make that switch. So, in all intents purposes... It's a great showcase game. It is a great game for the Austin P governors to be playing in... Will Tennessee come out on top? Yeah, probably. And let's not get it twisted, though. Scotty Walden said we are going to play to win. And yeah. the governors are going to pull out any stop and every stop they can. Like, And let's be honest. First game of the year, this does not mean anything. The Salukis of Southern Illinois are a good football team. The governors trying new stuff out this year. There are changes on this team. It is going to take a little bit of time to get those changes kind of patched up and like everybody moving in the same direction in an in-game scenario. So I have faith in Scotty Walden personally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, anybody with that and much enthusiasm for absolutely. his program, trust me, he's very serious on making it into a top-level program. And I 
out of all the recent coaches that Austin P has had, I feel the most confident in Scotty Walden. Correct. I think that he has so much drive and so much passion for the sport, so much passion for this city. I think that it's we're just waiting on the invitation yep. to go to the FBS. Yeah, and they're going to be able to do stuff this weekend. They're going to be able to highlight some of the stuff. Oh yeah, that they want to do. Oh, yeah. I don't even. I don't they're think Austin score. P. Yeah, I don't think score. Austin P's uh, yeah. going to get shut out. No, no, no. I, I think, think you know the thing about it is Tennessee came out the gate kind of slow last year or last week. Watch yourself. which I mean you can't debate that. First they, drive touchdown. They, Okay, what they do after that, John? Uh, another touchdown. Are you sure? I think yeah. Um, bring up the let's let's if you're gonna say they didn't have a slow start, I, no, no, let's bring up the scoring go. total first and second quarter. So do you want to give, give a little breakdown of the first and second quarter? No, I think you might have been right. I think might have been might have been seven to nothing. I think it might have been seven to nothing uh, in the first first quarter or first. Let me see. It was. It was it was seven to nothing until I'm thinking at halftime it was seventeen to three. Yeah, it was possibly. something like that. So they they did have a slow start for their expectations, especially your expectations. It was it was, was twenty one it was twenty one to three in the twenty one to three. Yeah, twenty one to three in the first half. Scored I would call that a slow quarter. start well, against. They only had I think two possessions in the first quarter. Like there okay. was there wasn't much that they were able to get done. And I think one of those was D Williams. He coughed up a punt return. Um, I could see them getting off to a slow start. That's really where I was getting yeah. with okay. Austin P showdown. But what, uh, I was th- what I was saying too is, yeah, Austin P is going to be able to score. Tennessee is not going to. They're they're going to keep their play calling conservative. I think. I think they're not going to try to wow or like run up the score or show anything different. It, and I don't think they're necessarily gonna as long be, as it doesn't end up like an Oregon situation. I don't oh think you're going to be. Yeah. That was disrespectful. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think. Who'd they play? There were so many games this week where there, it was 70 or, to 0. Oh my gosh. Oregon, I think, got up to 87. Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss ran it up. They got up to 7. Sometimes 70. they get bad. Yeah. Sometimes they get bad. Yeah. And but I, I think it'll be, it won't get out of hand for Austin so. P. Uh, it may. You never know. But I'm, I'm just Depends looking on for where you draw the line of out of hand. Yeah, I'm looking for growth this. Week. Oh, for sure. And I, you know, like well, I said, know, and, they're hungry. And that's another thing. Going into this game, you want to go in with the mindset of winning. Absolutely. We've already established that. However, Delillo's got he he wants to prove prove some stuff this week, and I think he's going to go in there forever. However, the, the expectation that you're going to take down SEC is a that's a thought in your head, yeah. right? Like, you know who you're going up against. It's not... I don't think they care, honestly. Exactly. They don't because this is also going to be an opportunity that Austin P can be like, all right, you know what? We didn't try this against the Salukis. Let's try this and see what this looks like. And then you get to kind of start nitpicking some things that you worked on in practice and get to see them live in a game. Yeah. And it's against Tennessee, so you're going up against one of the best teams right now. John, you're welcome. <laughs> I said something nice. Number nine team in the country. <laughs> Are they 19th? Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I'm both a Vols and a Govs fan. I went to both colleges. It, it is what it is. They're two, it's two separate things. We need to get you one of those Austin P Tennessee split jerseys. Oh, I love that it. would be so just, cool. Just for this one game. Yeah, just for this one yeah, game. Yeah, just for this one game. Well, for you for life. It, it, it is going to be. It is going to be a. It's going to be a fun game. You know, I think Scotty, the big, the big stage. This is because this is Tennessee's home opener too. Yep. Uh, it is going to be a packed house. They're going to uh, have some fun. I'm sure. There's going to be a hundred thousand people there. 
They didn't open against Virginia? No, no, no. They played in Nissan. In oh, that's right. They did. I forgot yeah. about that. I was like, which, they did not which play. Which was in, basically a home I game. was there yeah. and the streets were packed. It looked I, I was on. It, I was on my girlfriend's balcony. I was about to yell, the Vols suck. Yeah, you know, I, you I, I, I had a second murdered. thought. You I was like, they would have climbed your building. <laughs> I was on the third floor. I would it? not doubt it. You don't know what's crazy? And like, this is something, there is infighting between Titans fans and Vols fans. Have you seen that going on on Twitter? No. So here's the thing. There is a good section of Vols fans who hate the Titans. And they all have their own specific in my opinion, dumb reasons for hitting yeah. the Titans saying, oh, the Titans basically spit in the face of Vols fans. Oh, they, they don't respect Vols Why? fans. Or they think that they're the premier program in Tennessee or whatever. It's such a different thing. Some of the arguments are back in 97, 98, when they came to town, there was like one ad that was like, move over Peyton Manning. We got a team here. We got a pro team here. And no one Oh, I think I heard about this. Yeah, no one's taking it seriously except for a small portion of Vols fans that are not very happy. I, was, I love the Titans and I love the Vols. What's the point Man, of being upset about getting that? Getting mad about something from 1997. And the well, thing, the thing is, let's be honest. Like National Football League is just, in my opinion, just bigger. It's like not not in Tennessee. I, I, I mean, I can tell you right now. And no Titans fan really. Ex, ex, no Titans fan is saying that the Titans are a bigger, more popular team in Tennessee than the Vols. That's where the argument comes down. I will say this. The Vols are a bigger... The tailgating... Tailgating participation... Okay, yeah, that's fine. Oh, you go to Circle Park or you go to say, You go to Neyland and it's... You're in a zoo. That's that's fine. Just a packed house. All I'm saying is I can see where the Vols... I I, I don't know. I think actually that might be true. I think the Vols might have a bigger presence in the state of Tennessee. They they are, but to to get uh, mad about it is where I get... You you can say they do, but let's look at postseason success real quick. Um, Titans have been way more successful as a football team. Over history? I'm talking the past couple years. I mean, we can... can, That's what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, we can... So, you could make an argument. The Titans right now? That's what I'm just saying. (laughs) No, but I think that... um, I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, we had Jeremy Pruitt as coach. Yeah. We had Jeremy Pruitt as a coach. Hey, and we all make mistakes in life. Yeah. And <laughs> Knoxville had to realize that they made a mistake. Yeah. And now they have Heupel out there. Yes. Which is a good choice, I think. Yeah, he's a great But, but when we're talking about recent success, well, we're just last few about- years, Titans have had more. Well, we're, just, we're talking about, fan- like, if you talk about fandom in general... Vols are way there are way more Vols fans than that. That's fans. fine, but I'm th- I was thought I thought we were talking about success in recent years, and no, that's why about, they're going like head the to pre- head. We're talking about the premier popular program here. That's like, a honestly, that's a dumb argument to even begin. Why do you even have to argue between an NFL franchise? Because that's where I'm at. Chris. Thank yeah. you. That's, that's where I'm out there. Like, there's no reason to argue between the two. It's not like, even the same thing. I mean, like, if, if, <laughs> you, wanna, if, if you wanna just say, okay, what football? games are watched more titans or vols games Vols games are definitely watched more in tennessee yeah. than titans games but at the end of the day too it's the nfl and it is the ncaa like and i'm a fan of both i was here yeah. when the titans came i grew up in the mid-states so like for me i i i enjoy the titans and i i just don't understand that and yeah, also it's there's a also small section of uh tennessee fans who are like oh mid-staters they're not as big Vols fans what are you talking like <laughs> There is 
John, are you getting your feelings hurt from what people are saying online? <laughs> a little bit. I went to school there. Like, uh, John's the most diehard Tennessee John, annoying John, Vols fan that I know. Right now, orange. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Tennessee fan. We know. Right. It's okay. I, it's people online, man. They you dyed like, your hair we, orange for a reason. They give right? me mad IRL. And we know you live in Middle Tennessee, and that does not hurt the fact. That you're a Tennessee fan. I see you as a Tennessee fan. We see you. We hear you, John. You're hurt. No, there's there's just a there's a dumb section of Vols Twitter that is really trying to keep this Titans Vols like rivalry. Plat. Not even a rivalry. It's just this, <laughs> it, it, like that's a how rivalry st- between an <laughs> NFL team and a college that team. The that's the point. They they ridiculous. feel like that the Vols have been disrespected. That. The Titans haven't pandered to the Vols enough. That's, the Vols which, have been disrespected. They are probably the m- biggest team the that has had the most expectations placed on them for the past and then they so many fail. years. By the Titans. <laughs> exactly. By the Titans. Can't and find a Titans quarter. exceed expectations usually. True. Last year, not True. so much. None of nobody expected. Was here? Uh, <laughs> nobody hey, expected them to be the AFC championship. You cannot talk down upon Mike. I, he was a terrible head coach. Or Malarkey. But Malarkey wasn't bad. He, he got you guys to the playoffs. You lost first round, I, then they got fired for no reason. I think we, you we guys were have been like chasing doing something like two years prior, though. You I don't think it was chasing, Malarkey, though. He was interim head coach. You guys have been chasing a Phil Fulmer 2.0 for your whole entire life. What are you talking about Papa Phil like that for? All I'm saying is that's who you've been chasing your whole entire time, and homeboy's sitting in the AD's office. <laughs> oh, he, no, not anymore. Oh, is he not the AD no, anymore? No, that's all I'm saying is, that's, dude was that's, dude that's, was still tied to the program, and they're like, we need another Philip Fulmer. That, that's we need. That's, that's, if only we could have one. That's Danny White, and uh, no, uh, yeah. There's also a t- there's also a big section of the Vols fan base that is not a fan of Philip Fulmer, like at all. They say he snaked Johnny Majors. Um, one of an addy. He might not. He might Majors. not have been a great AD, but and I can tell you this: he's one of Johnny the best Majors. college football coaches to grace the planet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just real quick. I want to revert back to Austin Peay. Sure. Gerald can Harrison. Hand, can you do the hand motion real quick? Revert back. He looked like he punched. <laughs> We're going to give you an audible here. He, he punched, punched one person on the left and on the right, but he used his opposite arms to do so. I was turning so. the steering wheel. He pun- no, he punched, he punched to the left and then turned the steering wheel with his right. So I don't know if like he has a special <laughs> steering wheel. That, Either like, way. I jabbed somebody. Let, let him share this news about Gerald Harrison. Yeah. Gerald Harrison was announced uh, or... He is now a part of the FCS playoff committee. Uh, hey, yeah, so that was announced stumped. today. Big shout out to Jared Harrison. Hey, one of the best ads for Austin. Yeah, P. I, I mean, mean he has been he has been a part of that team here at the for the governors with Scotty Walden and every other for admin years. involved trying to get us pushed into uh, the FBS conference. This dude loves Austin P. Gerald Harrison is one of the coolest guys that I think you could meet. Yep. Um, you see him sporting that golf cart everywhere on campus. Man, I've never seen somebody promote Wear Red Friday as much as Gerald Harrison, I love and it's it. awesome. I love saw it. him twice. We saw him twice in like twenty in like ten just, minutes on the golf cart. Staying he was busy, like, hey, buddy. And then we turn around to like get some gear out of the uh, back of the van, and then we turn back around and he's just driving back. Hey guys, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> we like <laughs> Gerald. You just cruising around. Well, that's huge because now, as a part of this committee, he's actually going to be helping out all of the FCS yeah, at a large how to, level. Uh, how to plan for the playoffs. Yeah. And that's huge. That's so cool for him. And yeah. I think that they said it basically when you become a part of this committee, I think you get it for a year okay. or so. And so coming up in August of 2025 is when he'll be released. 
but then he'll be immediately eligible to be reappointed. Okay. So, okay. I don't know. It could be a multi-year thing. That's cool. That's really interesting to find out how that works out. And Yeah. You know, it's just great news for him. Yeah, maybe this time when we have a record that deserves to get into the playoffs, we will actually get into the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe. Period. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, uh, let's talk a little baseball uh, first. I only Jeff, got I only got a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little you tidbit. Mean Cardinals going for uh, going the, for the, going for the sweep today. Going for the sweep tonight. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope that doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah. Are they they're, are they in play for the wild card still, John? Um, uh, if you really want to know, Austin P. Oh, Austin uh, Austin P. Uh, the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> the Atlanta Braves in the NL East are currently fifteen games ahead of the Phillies. Yeah, and. I don't remember who's behind the Phillies, but I just know the Mets are like 25 games back. Yeah. And that makes me happy. I love seeing that. And you know, the pure joy gets boiled in me. Phillies are playing some of the best baseball in all of Major League, too. They're they're playing great. Yeah. Austin, I I keep wanting to go back to Austin (laughs) P. Baseball. (laughs) The Braves, good Lord. The Braves just recently uh, dropped a series. Well, they won the series against the Dodgers. Uh, they went for a sweep, and I was really hoping they would get it, but they didn't. They lost that uh, third game. And now, unfortunately, the Braves are two games behind St. Louis in their series. And oh. So the cards are... They've won two straight? They put the up a cards 10 spot. The cards have won two straight against Mike the Braves? Mike Soroka, they put up a 10 spot in the first game. Mike what? Soroka played, or started yesterday. He got rocked. Dude, not only that, so he leaves. I think they pull him they, out of the they, third, and... I think it was this morning or it was last night it got broke that Mike Soroka is out for the season again. He's out for the season? Yes. So he had inflammation in his forearm. So that would be now three years, basically, that, is that he's been trying to rehabilitate. And, and he's 25, though. That's, 25. That's the plus. But How much money are, are the Braves willing to spend on this guy for nothing? Yeah. And I think it's not going to be going on for much longer. I think... Ideally, I think the Braves could keep him for one more year. Yeah. But if he nothing comes of him, maybe trade in that year, when he's healthy. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Maybe he needs do. a fresh start. You know. Well, and here's the thing: he has such good raw talent. Yes. And he has such a good opportunity if he can get back healthy. He has such a good opportunity to be one of the best pitchers in the league. Like he was spent. I wouldn't say Spencer Strider before Spencer Strider because Strider's just different. He was right before but it. 22. Yeah. He was 22 and making, throwing when he was throwing. Yes. He, he was nasty. He was killing it. And now he's going to be back on the bench, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. But one thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, my. Here we go. Ronald Acuna <laughs> Jr. Ronald McDonald. Mm, one of my best friends. Never met the guy. So he made history for Major League Gosh. Baseball as he got 30 home runs, 60 stolen bases. First player to ever do so, ever. Because of the new rule changes. Yep. Let's get it. Keep going, though. My bad. My bad. I didn't mean to jump in like that. I will not be disrespected this way. We can definitely talk about it. I will not be disrespected. So he did it, though, with, in my opinion, the greatest fashion ever. He got, the really fin- cool. he got the final home run for his stat off a of grand slam and against the Dodgers, and it was it was a bomb. One of the, it was a huge home run. He hit a nuke. He, he launched it. Yeah. one of those no doubters off the bat. The broadcasters, everybody else went. Ooh, he does have one of the. I'd say I like Bryce Harper's just a little bit more, but one of the prettiest swings when yeah, he does yeah. connect. Bryce Harper has a home beautiful. Runs. Do you remind you of Manny ever? Swing. I was thinking about this the other night. Do you remind you of Manny kind of? Manny like Machado. His, yeah, kind of his like lax like his. 
not attitude, a but like, kind of like maybe his, a younger his swagger. Manny. Yeah, his swagger. A little younger Manny. Dude, Manny Machado had the. No, not Manny Machado. I'm talking Manny Ramirez. Oh, oh, oh crap! You he know, reminds me of Manny. Uh, I think Manny he, re- Manny. he reminds me a little bit more of Andrew Jones. I like Andrew, but that, then again, that's are, me. That's me keeping it in the Braves. I'm just talking about the having fun, the very like not loose, like a loose swing type. Yeah, pattern. like that. Manny had a Manny being so Manny. much swagger say, too. I'll say that did. he yeah. was one of the most fun players to ever watch play the game, especially when he was playing for the Red Sox. Dude, he was hitting home runs a couple of years ago in like a uh, like a Dominican league or something. I like think that. you're right. Um, Incredible though. No, that that's so much fun to see those players when they're playing in other leagues because yeah. you're like, that makes total sense. But I didn't think that that was what you were doing right now. That, I know that is pretty cool though. Um, with Acuna, they do play tonight. The Cardinals. Uh, it's going to be Max Fried uh, versus uh, Adam Wainwright. So that's Ooh, oh that my. actually that actually sounds like a fun matchup. We'll need Wayne Wayno uh, if <laughs> uh, if Wainwright can. What's the oh no? He's I looking care. At it's not gotten help. Like, he's, thrown, he's thrown some decent games of he the has. last couple, but he has just not been. He needs two wins. Yep. Two wins to get to two hundred. Gosh. Darn it. <laughs> Give him his two wins. I thought he had it uh, last yeah, start because I bet against him. And I think it was 0-0 going into yeah, like, the fifth into inning. Yeah, He gave up one run or something. But then he gave up, a, I think, well, maybe. The offense, a, the offense couldn't do anything. Yeah. Oh, um, man. That's, <laughs> which, that's it's usually the other way around. I guarantee you Adam Wainwright gives up five runs tonight. I don't know. And you have Max Freed on the mound for the yeah, Braves. It's and an automatic. Well, you had Spencer dub. Strider, and he gave up six <laughs> runs yesterday. So. so if you're looking at your bet lines, uh, I would probably be picking Braves. It's, it's minus 390 for the Braves. So it's is not it even, really? You're, now you've you Cardinals. And I'll say this. The spread is literally minus 1.5. Yeah, it's a run line. It's always that. Yeah, but then we look at minus 175. So yeah, no, that's not Cardinals. even worth betting on either, really. Straight up. Over under. Bet the Cardinals. 10.5. I mean, if the Cardinals offense has been That could be like, a fun one. But I could see Max Fried shutting out the Cardinals. I could see very easily. He's coming off a start where he, I think he uh, his gave up start, zero earned runs. Zero earned runs, and he had eight strikeouts. Just give me more motivation, man. 20, 21, the run differential is 21 to 12 right you now. You know, I'm just so excited for each of our teams to get in the playoffs. Oh, Oh, hey, man, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. We're only 11 games back at the wild card with a 13-game elimination. Wait, how many games are left? 13, you said? 13. uh, Wild card elimination number is 13. Okay. Uh, They're 11 games back at the wild card. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much crap because if I do, I feel like the Phillies. (laughs) The Phillies, I don't think, are going to make it. What? What do you mean? I don't know what the Phillies have. They it. have the number one wild card they're spot. Five, they're five up in the wild card right now. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Jeff's just nervous because you know why? The fact of the matter is this right now. They're If they get past their first round matchup against the Cubs, if things stay the same, then we go on to play the Braves. And we all know how that series ended up last year. I don't right? know why you would bring the that play- up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know but, why. I don't know why. I don't know why you would look at me and say that. I think... That was you, hurtful. You could make the argument this is one. Of, I think it's possibly the best rivalry right now in the game. So, just based because we go okay. back and forth. I won't say no to that. Two, se- but, two years ago, right? You guys made the playoff. Yeah, or made the World Series. Correct. Yeah. It was, so yeah, like NL East is just getting back to the World Series. Well, you and I had this conversation earlier. NL East is the most competitive. Uh, conference right now or division right now I in think baseball. They're up there. I think they are. Um, now look at the Marlins. When you're what looking they're doing at, too. when you're looking at rivalries, yeah, for the Atlanta Braves, 
Yankees come to mind because of the World Series in 95. You yeah. have, that automatically comes to my face. But then you have the Mets. And I think the New York Mets are probably the biggest rival that the Braves have. There's, I'm talking the past, like... Threes, two. Let's say See, two like seasons. Even, but even then, really, like there is so much hype about the Atlanta Braves beating the Mets. Yeah, but it, it, that's it, easy it, to do right now. Yeah, I know it's almost like it, uh, to put it in football terms. It's like the Cowboys and the Giants. Yeah, like everybody knows those two teams. Maybe not. Just can, poke your eyes out. Like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my face. Um, but everybody knows those two teams, there's a rivalry, even though yeah. the Dallas Cowboys have beat them the last 10 times that they've played each other. Did they beat them last year? Yeah. Both times? They beat them the last 10 times that they've played. Both times last year? Yeah. That's surprising. They beat them the last 10 times. We'll have right? to, I may have to fact check um, you on that after I'm this. telling you, every, every time that Dak Prescott has started, they have started. Mm-hmm. They have won. But I say that to say, I do like watching the Braves and the Phillies. I just don't know if there's a rivalry yet there. There think, obviously is a little bit. I was going to say. I think the Mets one just kind of overtakes it still. It's the Mets. We're looking at the consistency, though. That's how I look at it. Fair. I'll give you that one. I'm I mean, talking like winning, like actual competition. I mean, if, we're, if we're talking too. about consistency, there is no rivalry. Last three years, the Braves have taken the number one spot. Last four years, I think. Okay, but what they do in the playoffs last year? They have one World Series on their belt. Okay. You can call that what it is, but I mean... Then they choked two years ago, then last year as well. They did. They choked, well, so they lost. Actually, they got hammered. St. Louis has knocked us out twice. The first time they did it was that stupid infield fly rule that John likes to say was an infield fly, but it definitely was not. Make me and then the second up. time is the one that you're talking about, which is a couple of years ago, where the Braves were definitely favored to win that game, and they should have won that game. However, Dallas Keuchel just decided to throw a ball or throw a bunch of balls, and Luke Jackson doesn't know how to save a game to save his life. So... I do not like St. Louis. Make me bring up that rule one more time. <laughs> We've talked about that rule at least three times. It's on the legitimately because it wasn't infield fly. It, it's legitimately <laughs> no matter what the you rule. say. The dude lost the, the dude looked at the ball was not completely underneath it. Umpire's commission said it was. Oh, it was yours. Umpire's commission came back and said it was in the outfield though. Yeah, of course they're going to come back. That is irrelevant. It, of course they're going to come back and say it was uh, the correct call because they don't want their own faces being like. Yeah, I mean, we messed you look up. At the rule, we ruined a whole entire game for a team. Look at the rule, though. It was a playoff. You can look at the rule, but at the same time, it's called an infield fly, and it was it, in the outfield, John. That, that's irrelevant. According yeah. to the rule, it's irrelevant. Well, the name listed. So they changed the rule. I'm just saying. Christian just doesn't like the aesthetics of it. <laughs> now I'm just picking on you to pick on you. Whatever. What, what was that, 2011? No, it was 2013? All I'm saying 14, is... 14, maybe? It was... It was Gonzalez's uh oh Freddie got Freddie Gonzalez. <laughs> it was like his first or second year. Yeah, Freddie was mad. All I'm saying is he should have been. You guys are gonna be scared of that matchup. I get. I don't think it's gonna be you. You don't think it's gonna be us? I don't know. I don't even what? really know who else is like right behind you. Cubs in Miami. I don't know. I could see the Cubs making a good push. Oh, she said you. Yeah. I, I do like Cubs. Oh, Miami. Miami's won nine Miami games straight. Hasn't had, Miami has not been able... For, first of all, I can't even remember the last time Miami was in the postseason. Yeah. So you have to at least label the fact that they're going to have not as much experience in that yeah. and, realm. And Sandy and uh, Jorge Soler actually just went to the IL. Oh, I don't want to talk about Did Sandy. they really? Yeah. Jorge Soler. That ten, is ten days, that, though. I, not, only ten days. That's Braves, uh, that's Braves' like hero. Yeah. Cardinals Stunned. let him go. 
Man. Jorge was is unbelievable. I want him back in Atlanta so bad. Who, Sandy? Or Jorge. Jorge. Oh, Jorge. So, yeah, I was about to say. Oh, yeah, Sandy. <laughs> Sandy, Sandy Alicantro. Cardinals are a, the worst. He, he was a Cardinal. Uh, so, was, <laughs> so was Randy Rosarina. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot of players. The that, worst. Uh, that are we not. Uh, our front office has uh, scared away. But uh, let's get <laughs> off baseball. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Um, so what, right back to football? Yeah. Do you, uh, <laughs> NFL tonight. Yeah, because I think we, already, we, we touched on college football. Colorado Buffaloes, they're doing awesome. Um, yeah, we are getting into that. They're going to so, be a fun team to watch, that's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into the NFL. Season starts tonight. We had our draft last night. Do you want to touch on our draft first or the game tonight first? Uh, let's talk a little bit about tonight. Who's playing? Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs and Detroit Lions. We've got some bets. I like this. So, I like Dan Campbell oh. for Detroit. Motor City Dan Campbell. That's right, dude. What is Bite your po- kneecap off. MCDC. Yeah, MCDC is what people have heard have been calling him. <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I think... Patrick Mahomes is going to come out on top. The big thing is, I do not. Uh, has it been official that Kelsey's out for tonight? He questionable. Is qu- he is questionable. It's right not now. torn. In I Rappaport. saw the news drop that it's not torn. No, no, he just hyperextended it. Um, it. It's not that bad. So Rapport just went on McAfee, and I'm just reading quotes off the updates. This is a quote from. Rappaport, who came on ESPN show, new ESPN show, it officially today, McAfee went on ESPN. Uh, so he's on ESPN too right now. Uh, God help the FCC and uh, all the uh, <laughs> the looks that they're going to have to look at that. Uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, this is a report from Ian Rappaport. Uh, Travis Kelsey wants to play and thinks he can play tonight. In the end, the Chiefs trainer, Rick Buckholder, uh, is going to make the final call on if he ends up playing. Probably shouldn't. So Probably shouldn't. Uh, if I, I I have Kelsey on my fantasy team, and I would have probably agree with y'all, he probably shouldn't. Um, just for one week, right? Right. Out, um, if he does, if he does, I don't think he's going to play. If he's not for sure that he's going to be able to go and not get hurt, I don't think he's going to do that. They're concerned that he's going to get hurt. He won't play, which brings up an interesting scenario for me. We'll talk about that here in a minute when we get into the fantasy draft. Uh, but what do y'all like about this game? Lines currently sitting at. Uh, and we can talk about betting because we're going to, I think, do this a lot more since we are in football season. Uh, betting lines right now. The spread is minus four and a half Cam- Kansas City at minus 115. Obviously, if Kelsey plays, that's probably going to bump back up to six and a half uh, points uh, just under a touchdown. Uh, so what are you thinking on that? Uh, Christian, do you want to start? Because personally for me, at four and a half, even without Kelsey, I think I'm still taking Kansas City. But if it gets up to six and a half, even with Kelsey, I would consider looking at the, uh, Detroit and taking the points. So here's my breakdown. The Lions have one of the best offensive coordinators in the league in Ben Johnson. He yeah. was a head coaching candidate. He rejected offers to come back to the Lions because he loves what they're doing with the program. I'm thinking the Lions go in to this game and actually defeat Kansas City. Ooh. They'd have to. Do, I think they're going to have to figure out a way, much like going back to Austin Peay's game against the Salukis. They're going to have to figure out a way to hold on to the ball as long as possible. You say that. But... I don't think like to me like there's only a few different ways you go into a game. You either go in blazing, you're just trying to put points very quickly up on the board, or two, you're going to settle back a little bit, make it a long drawn game. I think they're going to have better success if they draw it back a little bit, force Patrick Mahomes to slow down. Patrick Mahomes, I think, thrives off of fast pace, run and go, next play, yeah. here we are, we're ready. 
If you can slow him down, I think it'll push him off pace just enough for you to be able to go in, make some really nice plays, and slowly build that score up. Now, of course, Patrick is going to score. You can't stop that. Yeah. It's just, it's just about limiting his production. Correct. And the thing about it is, if Travis isn't there, I think even if he is there, the Lions still hold on to win. Well, like, I, I'm confident. And th- If they do, it'll be within a field goal. Exactly. But that's my thing. I think it's going to be a field goal game no matter what. Over under between 50, each side. Over under so if, from what you're saying, y'all are kind of liking the over a little bit. 53 and a half. That's a lot of points. But in this game, you know Mahomes is going to get his points whether Kelsey's playing or and I not. I think the Lions will get their points as well. Points. I Here's, think, well I think they don't have Chris 17? Jones. They, they don't have Chris Jones, I don't you think. You think they at least get 17? Se- they get... 24. Okay, they, if they're yeah. in 24, then I'm taking that over because I can absolutely see Kansas City getting their 35. You have to think about this as well. First round selection. Or 28 at least. Out of Alabama, Jameer Gibbs, who I drafted last night. He's going to be used so much. Then they have David Montgomery coming from the Bears this offseason. Solid he signed with the Lions. That's a two-combo back room right there. Back-to-back. So then you have their wide receivers, Amari St. Brown. I don't think they have Jameson Williams because he was he suspended. Pretty, he went pretty high on our, our list. He, he was suspended. Uh, Amari St. Brown. Yeah. Well, he, went, he went pretty high on our draft yesterday. I'm surprised because he suspended the first maybe, maybe five somebody. or six games of the year, I believe. I don't know. I don't Jameson know who, Williams. I don't know who took him, though. But I, I really believe in the ability to move the ball in this game. <laughs> and I think the Lions, like I said, they come out on top. It's bold prediction. Bold prediction, but, but it's not impossible. Yeah, and they're only plus one eighty on the money line. So DraftKings did a really cool thing: bet Detroit or Kansas City money line to win your bet if your team leads by seven points at any point in the game. So if the Lions, I bet fifty dollars for the Lions to win if they lead by seven at any point, I get one hundred fifty dollars. Oh, that's a cool bet. Yeah. Which I, I wish I would have made it when Travis Dang. Kelsey was healthy. Yeah, really. <laughs> For real. Yeah, because if they get the ball first and they score, I mean like there it is. Yeah. And it's over. So that's something something to keep in mind for those folks on DraftKings. <laughs> so <laughs> that was not a paid promotion. We don't got that, <laughs> I'm on FanDuel. We don't got that kind of... We, well, hey, Uh-oh. we will be beholden to anybody who would like to uh, uh, come our way and be the exclusive person of your week, your sports. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're all for it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is going to be a fun game. Um, yeah, it's still kind of I mean, obviously, I like Kansas City, especially Kelsey's playing. I do like Kansas City. That over under is tasty, but NFL points are at a premium. Uh, I don't know. I got to pick just yet. I think I'm going to wait till tonight. You need to wait on it. Yeah. Find out. Kelsey. I'm definitely playing. waiting on tonight. Let's move on then to uh, our NFL fantasy draft. Boys, pull up your um, got it. Pull up your rosters. So we had an interesting draft last night. Um, we have an 18 league. So uh, players are not like scarce. Uh, which I think is fun. Christian was in it last year. Jeff's new to it this year. I feel like eight was a perfect amount. Yeah. Yeah, we had a fun time. Last I like eight time. to ten. We I had a great time drafting last night. So I had the sixth pick. Christian, you had the third. Jeff, you had the seventh or eighth. eighth. I missed the, the first eighth. round, just so everybody knows. I was playing NCAA football 14. Nice. Shout out PlayStation 3. Shout out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's see. Uh, do you just want to go over your rosters real quick? Yeah, go okay, ahead. Sure. Uh, you go first. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have at quarterback Justin Fields. Very, very confident. I don't think he's the real deal, but he's one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. I would say possibly the he's best. Your starter. Yes. Uh, he just eats up rushing yards like it's no other. You know, he can take one eighty yards if he really wanted to. 
Then I have Austin Eckler, who was my third uh, overall pick. Derek Henry in the second round. Nice. Garrett Wilson in the third. Then I have Debo Samuel, Kyle Pitts, who can be a hit or miss option. That's why I got some backup, uh, a backup tight end, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, then I have Gibbs with Detroit, who's playing tonight. I think he'll be a really nice standout rookie. Eagles defense, who's only projected 93 points on the season, even though they're coming off one of the best defensive seasons of all time. So that, that was kind of curious for me. Uh, bench, Terry McLaren, he'll be a starter for me, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> uh, he's a stud, especially with Sam Howell at quarterback. I think he's going to grow even more than he already has as a number one wide receiver. Uh, then we have Javante Williams coming off an ACL injury. Uh, he's expected to have a lot of carries this Sunday. Uh, Christian Kirk coming off a nice season for Jacksonville. John is so mad at me for that. I apologize. He was two picks before me. I'm Christian so sorry. Knew I wanted him. Well, he was there, and I was like, well, he's no, the only standout. Uh, no. You know what? That's called the draft. We have other people yep. in our league who were uh, butthurt that that happened to them. <laughs> um, we're not going to name any names. Um, <laughs> Kyle. No, I'm just <laughs> finishing out. Finishing out. We have J.K. Dobbins. With Baltimore, uh, nice little bench option there for running back. In I case. thought about that. I was iffy. He, I he's, was iffy on injuries. I was going to say, if he's healthy, he's a stud. Right. Tua as my backup quarterback, there you too, go. with Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. I think you're losing a quarterback. Which I'm, I have I have some my eyes on a couple yeah. of guys. Then Quentin Johnston, rookie for Los Angeles Chargers, who I expect by the end of the year become the number one option for the Chargers. You think the Chargers are going to be able to like avoid all the negative expectations that they got right now? They have because Sean McVay, if he like apparently, oh, from you mean what Brandon hearing, Staley? Yeah, I don't know why I said Sean McVay. It's two Los Angeles teams. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, go ahead. My brain just went somewhere else. I was just going to say. If the Chargers don't make the playoff this year, Brandon Staley needs to be fired <laughs> an hour after that, that <laughs> just comes so, out. Just because enough. when you look at their defense, unbelievable talent on paper. They can't put it together. And he's a defensive-minded coach. Both Los Angeles teams. Yeah. Well, yeah. The coaches are about to get fired if they don't yeah. do something this year. The Chargers, That's what I was getting at. The Chargers' weapons, you have Austin Eckler, top running back in the league, you could argue. Then also you have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and now Quentin Quentin. Quentin Johnson? I don't know if it's Quentin. But, like, there's no reason this team isn't unbelievable. Right. All right. So, I think I had a pretty darn good draft. So, originally, I did draft Justin Herbert out of L.A. for my quarterback. Um, Right now, I actually don't have him starting. I have Kirk Cousins starting. I went with my backup on that. Just because I like Kirk Cousins going up against Tampa Bay more than I like Justin Herbert going up against Miami. Respect. Um. And then in running back, I have Tony Pollard as well as Dalvin Cook. Which I was going to pick third overall if Auto Draft did not pick Austin Eckler. And that's yeah. just because I believe he's going to be Offensive Tony Player of the Pollard Year. I is, expect I think, him to have a huge season. And I had to, when I chose Tony Pollard, I chose Tony Pollard trying my best to separate myself from being a Dallas Cowboys fan. At the same time. At the same time, I can tell you this. He's going to be running back number one. Like receiving wise too. Receiving wise, you could put him in the slot, and he's made some production there. So much. I think he's going to have a breakout year. I think uh, so. This is, this is also his first year. Not, excuse me, not being Ezekiel Elliott's backup. Yeah. Huge opportunity and for a him. Prove it year. Exactly. I wanted. I wanted Pollard. We, I wanted we Pollard talked about bad. that too. I think we all wanted, but we weren't willing to take him the first round. I, I, I downplayed it to John. I was like, well, Pollard's more of were, like a. 
bottom second no. round or third round I knew, pick. I knew, I knew exactly what you were doing, and I actually thought you might have taken him in the first round. Well, I, I couldn't because I was playing NCAA football, Which, John. I, I messed up. Important? <laughs> My I was, season with Toledo or fantasy football. I was high on Pollard. I wasn't necessarily high enough on him to be like, I'm going to give up. X player for Pollard. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, yes. You can't really yeah, we'll, pass we'll talk on about that in a minute. It's a hard one to do. It is. Um, as we go into my wide receivers room, I have Stephon Diggs as well as T. Higgins, which I like both of those choices. I think Stephon's going to have another great year. Higgins, I think he's good. I think he's a great, consistent wide yeah, receiver. He well, he's like he's somebody. He's somebody I can be like, okay, I know I'm going to get this amount of points out of him usually. Well, you might see bigger, more production from T. Higgins this year because you just we just might with Cincinnati Jamar, and I mean Joe Burrow is out on a mission right now. Well, Jamar Chase, he was the focal point last year. He's yeah. going to get double teamed a lot this yeah. year because yeah. of that, which opens up for T. Higgins. So who that, would be a wide receiver one? A anyway, lot of different teams. Which might be that's a, such a true statement. Which yes. which may very well be because they got to cover him. But like, if I'm going to double team somebody, I'm double teaming Jamar Chase, which opens up T Higgins. So that's actually really good. And Tyler Boyd, yeah, he's really Boyd. underrated. I don't even think he, he was drafted. <laughs> that's underrated. So, Keep an eye on him. So as I so getting into my tight end, I chose T.J. Hawkinson, who was a steal because I was going to draft him. Yeah. I expect I, him to be. Tight end two, so shout out Jeff. I'm really excited to see what he does. I'm not completely sold on him just because I don't know too much about him, but I do know that he's been in the talks of a top tight end and he he's was available. Three. I'd say top two. I think I prefer him over Mark Andrews you this could year. You prefer him over Waller too? Yes, because if you look at how he was implemented into that Vikings offense when he was traded last year, instant impact. Down the. I think if you look at the He's numbers, the he was probably wide receiver or tight end two behind Kelsey. If you you do look at the numbers after the trade, it's crazy to go from Zach Rudolph to TJ Hawkins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean those safety valves. So then in the flex, I have uh, Evan Ingram, who's another tight end. He's with Jacksonville, coming off a career year, coming off a career year. And then in the defensive side of things, I chose Steelers defense, which. I'm kind of hyped for. I think that'll be a good one. And then as for my kicker, I went with Las Vegas, Daniel Carson, Carlson, excuse me, uh, bench players, Alvin Kamara. I know he's on a six game suspension, but I feel like coming off that's of that, good. I think he's going to be incredible. The only reason John's saying that's good is because he's from Tennessee. Come on now. Kamara, he, I think they're going to have to use him way more. Because I traded Derek, Derek Carr quarterback. I don't think they're going to be able to do much without him. I traded for him last year. You know how many touchdowns he had? I'm pretty sure three. In like eight games, you know where those three came from. In one game, mm-hmm. so he was not consistent for me. I hope I think he'll have a comeback. I think here. they're yeah. gonna have, like you, Jeff was saying. I think they're gonna have to use him with Derek but Carr being. Then they have yes. Jamal Williams as a backup who had right. a Jamal crazy Williams year is good too. too. Um, Carlton Sutton, uh, another wide receiver uh, from Denver. Dalton Schultz. That is strictly. I chose that one because I'm a Dallas fan and. I like good. Dalton Schultz a lot. He played very well with Dallas. The only reason why he's gone is because we had to restructure a bunch of different contracts to keep people on the team. Thank you, Zach Martin, uh, as well as Dak Prescott getting his contract renegotiated. All those things. Um, also, I went with Saints defense as a backup, and then Saints ooh, defense had the easiest quarterback defense. schedule. Yeah. That could come into play for a uh, trade opportunity. I've always done backup defenses. Like I've it. always had. A backup. I thought about I've it. Never, I'm, I'm a streamlined defense guy. I will change defenses week to week based on matchup if I can pick one up off the waiver wire. Definitely, just, just heads up. As far as a backup kicker, I did go with a backup kicker just you because went with a backup kicker. I did, and you want to know why? Backup defense, Who? backup kicker. I don't know why either. Uh, I went with <laughs> Jason Myers with Seattle. You're so random. 
I'm not necessarily random. I've never trust me. I've never heard of someone drafting two kickers and two. I sometimes I don't draft a kicker at all. <laughs> I was going to last night, I but I was forced to. to. I, I'm big on drafting the kicker. Like he he can get you ten points possibly. Yeah. See, that's my thing. If you have a good kicker, you have a good kicker. Having two of them, I can get rid of one of them. Yeah, and then no. <laughs> what if you guys just didn't well, let me? Kicker, no, we 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 aren't. Jeff, you can't it. do that. My kicker, and then can't. I have I do have another wide receiver sure. as my last player, Juju Smith Schuster, which Ooh. that might be a trade in a couple what, weeks. Uh, I don't I don't think you're going to be able to trade him because what was the quote the other day? His knees could literally. Uh, the quote was his knees could explode at any point. That was mine are the same way. Uh, let's. <laughs> let, I'm going to say this too. Juju came out and he was. Pretty upset, that? yeah, because that's just flat out wrong. Not true. Who said it? I can't. Ian Rappaport, or no, no, no. Well, Rappaport quoted somebody else. It may have been Rappaport. Or I think Rappaport. Yeah, I think John's right. I think Rappaport quoted somebody. It's, else. That's ridiculous. Well, here, well, here, here's the thing, too. That's medical. That's medical information. So if somebody's lying about that, then he he should sue. Him. Yeah. Definitely should. If he's not, first of all, he shouldn't. They shouldn't have that medical information in the first place. It, it's. I think it's public knowledge when they're with the team. It's that his knee's about to explode. Well, yeah. <laughs> Come because, on. Well, what? Not, not when, in that terminology. But why? First of all, that pisses me off. The way he said that. You know, that's that's that was because li- that was literally the quote. Like he said, his knees could explode. Like, come time. on, he just can't, he's coming off a Super Bowl. I think he'll he'll be a nice little piece for the Patriots. I don't expect much from that offense, no matter what. I don't think now. I do not think he'll be in the league much longer. What? I don't think if his knees are that he's bad, got, he's got a flourishing TikTok career. Does he have? Does he really? He's, oh, he's the big. He's TikTok. only twenty six or twenty. He, Odell is p- playing right now with no ACL. I'm pretty sure. Who's he with? Baltimore. On uh, what contract? One year, nineteen, sixteen million. Uh, how many one year contracts has he had in the past four years? A lot. He won a Super Bowl. That's just because he's he's a head case too. At least Juju's he's down to business. He has some fun on the side, of course, Damn. like you said. But I, I don't think he'll be out of the league by any means. True. It just depends on how those knees hold up. Yeah. John, so, tell us about your draft. All right. So we're gonna get through this uh, pretty quick. Uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> Quarter, uh, let's start off. So I got Kirk Cousins in my fantasy draft. <laughs> let's let's start off uh, a little better than Kirk Cousins. Patty Mahomes, quarterback. Uh, I'm big on Patrick Mahomes. I will draft. I always will draft a little bit early on quarterbacks to get Patty Mahomes. I'm usually the first person to take quarterback. Then his depth kind of hits a wall. I think I got. I think I went quarterback second second round. No, I think I did. I think I. I don't know if I got him. No, I got. No, him I got round. my third round. I got. Just kidding. I got Patty, I got Patty third. I waited like eight, um, eighth round. Running back, I was fine with running back. Nick, Nick Chubb uh, got him in the Which second round. Which you stole round. him wanted, from me. I wanted Nick Chubb. No, he was, I'm just he glad was, I got Derrick Henry. Chubb That's was up such on my a list. good secondary one to grab. I really, I had Chubb queued up. Chubb was up on, on my, my pick, and I watched John. He's Bacon. always qual- quality. Yeah. He's yeah. always quality. I can rely on him. Miles Sanders, running back for Carolina. I'm high, and I was telling Christian on this. I'm high on the potential for Miles Sanders so much so that I will put him as my second lead running back down in Carolina, 11th offensive line, best I offensive can, line. I can get on board with saying Carolina might do well this year. Uh, I think uh, I, I'm not saying that. So, I've always had a love-hate relationship with Miles Sanders. I think Carolina will have some really positive signs with that offense. A little eight and eight year, maybe? Yeah, like, I think Miles or, Sanders sorry, being the premier nine. back. I think they're going to have to rely on him. Though. I think so, too. And I didn't want it. I was going into the draft thinking I wouldn't. But as I started to think about it in the moment, I was like, you know, that's actually enticing. But is, is Sanders good enough to carry a team? I think, I think in that division in Chubba, down there, Chubba Hubbard. 
I think is they have to. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have to, and I think that yeah. that's where it's going to be. Well, I mean, you could ha- you, he could have to. Doesn't mean he's going to do it. Great. Frank Frank Wright, who had a Jonathan Taylor had a breakout season with Frank Wright. Yeah. So that's some that's a good pick. In my um, opinion. real I quick, like wide receiver DK Metcalf. Um, never gets. I'm not even going to say that. Um, he, he <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> stop. Um, not going to say that. But DK is always reliable. He's going to get you at least a solid 13, 14 points. Uh, could go off. Uh, Keenan Allen, I think you could see a big year for Keenan Allen. Injury prone sometimes. Justin Justin Herbert. Sadly. Uh, I was talking with uh, Kyle about this this morning, too. He hasn't gotten hurt in the last three years. That's false. I mean, he he sat out for, like, something, but he wasn't, like, he was never hurt. He's been hurt throughout the three seasons. I mean... (laughs) He may not have been out for a year. Because I made the same argument that you made, too. It's like, he hasn't been, like, legitimately hurt. Maybe that's what he's talking about. But injuries stack up, and he misses games because of it. Maybe it's not, you know, for a season or, like, half a season, but it adds up real quick. So I don't know if I'd agree with that. No, I, I, I agree. That's one of the reasons why I brought it up. But uh, I like the pick still. Keenan Allen, though, I think that's that's good value for my wide receiver too. Moving on to my tight end, I got Travis Kelsey. He is going to always give you good points. Always give you a game. Fifteen to twenty, 15 to 20 and, and up more, <laughs> and up a lot. Uh, yeah. He literally was the fifth uh, fifth ranked player overall in the draft. As Let's just end. hope that knee is not weakened. Yeah, like I think that's a real thing to talk about though, because it's a fresh injury. If they talked about possibly a torn ACL, no, that, no, that no. shocked me. They well, no, they yes, said was, they tested was, for it. Yeah, which I was surprised. But they, by. But they were like, no, it wasn't. But that's I mean, it's still worrisome. Way, um, if it's, I mean, if. There's injury to the knee or to any of those ligaments. Yeah. Your knee is a lot weaker. Yeah. Right? I don't care what you say. That's why you should just, rest yeah. this week. I know that from experience. Um, Singing um, Ice Ice Baby on stage. Golly. <laughs> There's a video of it somewhere in this world. And then you tear in your ACL. No, thank God that didn't get on video. Because <laughs> I tore it in rehearsal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. For Flex, um, I got Amari Cooper. Uh, I wanted him. I tried to go get him, but I also wanted to limit myself in my Dallas talent because I was like, I can't yeah. put every Dallas player on my route. Uh, Former and current. Right. <laughs> he is going to be good with the Browns. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson is going to get the ball to him. I think he's going to be a favorite. Uh, a lot of people don't want to really get into Deshaun Watson just because of the controversy and the situation, but yeah. uh, he's there. He is in uh, Cleveland. And You I, have Deshaun? No, no, no. I would never do that. I never will pick him again. No. I told myself, I think I was looking for a backup and I saw him. And, and I said, like, hmm. can't do I, I mean, said, maybe I definitely did. Cause then I was trying to like, can I just put that aside? Yeah, for, I can't for the points. I can't. And but I was like, in most of our leagues, we actually like forbid drafting them or picking them up. Yeah. It's fair. But, um, yeah, I, I like Cooper. I like him in that spot as my flex, uh, Titans defense, uh, right, right now. But I did put in a waiver for Baltimore's defense. So I'm going to put in a waiver right now for this, for Titans. I mean, like, here's the thing. Titans secondary, like, if the Titans secondary doesn't implode, then the Titans are going to have a great week. Like, they will yeah. get you... Like, They'll get you sacks, three-plus, exactly. maybe per game. But then their secondary might just completely ruin yeah. all, your, all your fun. Uh, and then kicker. I got Justin Tucker. Like, number one kicker for the last, what, like, 10 years or something yeah. like that. But the, probably okay, the best Maybe not kick, that much. I but, think he's probably the best kicker of all time, let's um, be honest. Bench. Uh, I got Brandon Ayoub. He's the most accurate kicker of all time, Jeff. Isn't Adam Vinatieri still up on that list, even though he's retired? I think least? he has the most points, but when you look at accuracy, then yardage, he set the record for longest field goal, and he's the most accurate of all time. Who? That's my argument. Who's yeah. the dude that's out in 
Las Vegas, isn't he supposed to be Carlson? Yeah, he's a really he's top 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 notch. As I say, he's he, been a great kicker the last few years, but above. he's not to that level yeah. just because mm-hmm. Justin Tucker's been in the league a little um, bit longer. Yeah. So I got don't Brand- yell at me, <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Brandon Ayuk on the bench. That's I, a cool. I I got him like seventh. I'll tell now. you what. Wait, who did you have on the bench? Brandon Ayuk. Oh, okay. I think I prefer him over your wide receiver two and flex. Really? That's just I me. I don't know. I think you keep Cooper in the flex. I, I just don't like the offensive system for the Browns, and I don't like Keenan Allen as much. You don't like the offensive system for the Browns because of Deshaun? I, they just they kind of crapped the bed I mean, yeah, last that's year. Too. Deshaun didn't look that great, but... Yeah. Keep going, John. Uh, Dallas Goddard, uh, tight end backup. Great pick. Um, I've got Brandon Cooks, wide receiver. Uh, Austin. That'll Dillon. do you so well. Yes. I promise you on that one. Um, Austin Dillon, uh, Traylon Burks. A.J. Dillon. AJ, AJ Dillon. I don't know why I said Austin Dillon. A.J. Dillon, Traylon Burks, Geno Smith, and then... Geno. Isaiah Pacheco. Now, this is probably my favorite bench player right now, uh, just because... Nobody's thinking he's got like I don't know how he fell like through to where he did. Yeah. But if Kelsey and I was telling you all this earlier, if Kelsey does not play tonight, what I am very much considering doing is taking out my flex and putting Pacheco in uh over Cooper possibly, or I could move Cooper up to wide receiver, depending on who I want to do. I want to put Pacheco in as a flex because if Kelsey's not in there, Pacheco's scoring. Yeah. And he might score whether Kelsey's in there or not. Yeah. So that is our teams. Um, it's going to be a good year. I think it is a good year. And for we were getting chirped this morning by Kyle. He's saying that uh, like oh, our draft rankings were this or that, or he wasn't really hating. Like Kyle's a good dude. He he wasn't hating or anything like that. But um, let's look one real quick at the final standing projections. Um. So Jeff, we are trending up. Uh, are right we? Now. Yeah, we are trending up. You went from eighth at the draft to yep. now trending up to seventh. Um, Woo! I I'm fr- I went from fourth. Now I'm trending to finishing third in the league. Christian, you were not trending anywhere. You're stuck right now at finishing sixth. Are you sure? Yep. I, I was labeled fourth on Kyle's. Yeah. This this is our own our ESPN projection standings oh. from the league. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Kyle. That's that's where that's where you drafted at. That's what your draft ranking was based on players and whatever. Mm. Uh, this is just from our ESPN app. Uh, yeah. So Christian sitting at six. Jeff sitting at seven. I'm sitting at third. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun season, boys. So uh, let's get out of here. We got a lot of sports to watch tonight. We got things to do. Uh, for Jeff Matthews, for Christian Brown, I'm John Glass. Peace.